what an insane, absolutely insane divisional round mm-hmm. of the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about next week, the championship round, and we're also going to give you wide receiver bust and breakouts of the year. So let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay. Another week, another podcast. Wow, wow, wow. What an opportunity to be here with with Zach Savage. Huh? <laughs> what a name, huh? Yeah. Think, would that be a good um, artist name? No. No. Wikes. Drop the Savage. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be Wikes. <laughs> Has to be Wikes. Inside jokes. Uh, for all, all, the, all of those who don't know, my wife is an artist, and she's coming out with a solo project, and Badaki keeps telling her she should... She should use her maiden name, which is Wikes, instead of my last name, which is Savage. I think it Karina sounds Wikes. cool. I think Karina Savage is a much better artist name. But. I think Karina Wikes sounds pretty cool, in my opinion. I like Savage. I think okay. maybe Savage is just not your name specifically. There's just like a lot of like overdone Savages. You know? Like, yeah, I actually am frustrated with <clears throat> how the word Savage is so overused in pop culture today. Exactly. So I think that's, only, that's the As only As someone downfall. who has a last name, and I've always thought it was cool, I'm like, can you all just... Can you just chill? Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're ruining my name. The good name that my father hath given me. Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. We're excited to bring you a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Not a great one. Just a good one today. Just a good one. Okay. No, it's going to be a great one. I promise. <laughs> uh, first, let's get to some news. What is going on here? Okay, so the craziness, which we will talk about, that is known as the divisional round of the playoffs, has caused waves in the NFL. Yeah. And there's a lot of question marks from high-profile players. The Buccaneers get knocked out of the playoffs by the Rams. And now it's possible that Tom Brady retires at the end of this season. Mm -hmm. He took time talking to the media, saying, hey... I need to talk to my family. I need to assess the situation. There was a report that came out with a quote from him. It definitely wasn't recent, but a couple months ago, I think, where he was talking about how he feels like he needs to be there more for his family. And he's realizing that as he gets older and older. Right. There was already reports that came out, rumors before they lost, that he might move on. So where do you sit on this? Is this the last time we have watched the great Tom Brady play football? I think it possibly can. Uh, we won't know that until I think maybe after the draft, maybe either either right before the draft when he notifies the Bucks saying, "Hey, I understand you cook, you took Kyle um, Kyle Trask. Maybe if there's another quarterback that kind of falls to you, maybe try to grab them if you know if that guy's still on the board because I'm actually going to retire." Um, mm-hmm. It's there's so many ends if or buts, but um, I thought Tom Brady had one more year. But yeah, I thought it, so too. I, it looks like, you know, with all the reports and the talks and the media, it looks I don't like... I get too caught up in that. You know exactly, what? exactly. The reality is, is Tom Brady is the biggest competitor we've ever seen. So he could be sitting on his couch for the next couple of weeks with his kids, still loving life, but mm-hmm. watching other teams play football in the playoffs when he knows he should be there. Yeah. And maybe that leads him to, to another year. Now, a ripple effect of that is Gronk said he would consider returning to the Bucks even if Tom Brady retired. So some people thought, oh, well, Gronk's probably going to retire. Well, 
Now he's saying he would even consider coming back. Maybe he he wants to play, and he's like, "Hey Brady, come on, come on, I'm still ready to go." Yeah. Other news. This is random. Why not Jimmy G to the Bucks? Yeah, that's not a bad uh, bad thought there. That's interesting. Right, I that think, is interesting. I think it it won't they won't be as good as they were with Tom Brady, obviously. But no, hey, no Jimmy G, we mean he's still fighting to live for another, or fighting to live another fighting day. Fighting to live for another day, every yeah. snap mm-hmm. feels. <laughs> Head coach Sean Payton has not committed to coaching the team in 2022. There are question marks on his future, which is pretty understandable when you consider. Oh my God, there's a tick on me. Oh, sorry, I left my windows open last night. <laughs> you're kidding like it's actually yeah. dug into your skin no no it, it was about to I, I was like what is that what is that crawling on me ah shot I'm, we live in australia people i'm gonna throw this what tick out the window the hell is going on that's the shit you hear in australia if you live in that's like fun fact while he's doing i live that. in an apartment I, i'm on the 10th floor and somehow a tick just this is this is my the shit you get in australia there was we were driving my partner i Ellen, we were going to you know the family house we were driving. I don't think I told you this story. No. There was a snake on top of somebody's car. A snake. <laughs> when I say a snake, my guy, it's like the shit that you see on National Geographic. Like it was a python wrapped around the car's antenna. And it was just casually on the woman's, the top of the woman's car. And she was driving. She was like, oh, you know, it's whatever. But we pulled up next to her. He's like, yo. Yo, there's a snake on your car. And she was like, I know, I know. And she was like panicking. She had all the windows rolled up. Bro, Australia for you. I have a video. I should actually, I'm going to send it to you, but um, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was. Yeah, well, sounds crazy. That's Australia. Anyway. All right. No, no tick is going to bite me today. <sighs> Australia, mate. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Sean Payton could be done. It's, it's not, it's not all that surprising when you consider this team is in complete nosedive. Really, ever since Drew Brees left, it's yeah. Look, he definitely tried to. I think he tried to see. Hey, you know, I'm gonna try to without Drew. He's did it without Drew for last kind of essentially not in 2020. He got hurt. You know, he was he missed some time. He kind of got a little glimpse of how he was doing it. I think he's just going to move forward, you know, like if he can't get a top quarterback, then he's just going to say, you know what, I'm done in my opinion. Yeah, could definitely happen. He doesn't really have much to prove. It's just is the heart there. All right. Aaron Rodgers, when asked about his future, he said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild if he's going to keep playing. So (laughs) there's a lot of things there to unpack. If he's going to keep playing, he says, so retirement's an option is what it sounds like. So it sounds like. And leaving Green Bay is definitely an option for him as well. Oh man, I there is, this is becoming the end of an era. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, if they retire, I don't think Rodgers is going to retire, but that that could be very interesting. Definitely a storyline to follow. Mm-hmm. And uh obviously a bunch of updates around coaches. No coaches have really been signed just yet, but we have seen a bunch of interviews. Yeah, I think a lot the, of news that's going to impact free agency. I think the only the biggest one for me in my head for I guess a CMC in a redraft perspective, um, Ben McAdoo was offense is the new offensive coordinator. We've seen success, but we've also seen complete failures. So I wonder mm. how he's going to be utilizing CMC uh, in twenty twenty two. But that's the only that's former only failed Giants head coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Giants hired a new GM. 
hey, talk it up, huh? As Joe, I don't know how to say his last name. I, I call him Joe Sko. Um, okay. But yeah, guy, uh, assistant GM for the Buffalo Bills. We are now um, interviewing um, the offensive Head coordinator. Offensive, yeah, yeah offensive, offensive coordinator for the Bills. I keep forgetting his name. Bill Dable. Bill DeBow. Or Dable. John. Yeah, Bill Dable. Uh huh. And then we. I don't think it's Bill, but I could be wrong. John or Bill, something DeBow. Um, but hey, he had a lot of success with Josh Allen and um, Brian Dable. It's Brian. Brian Dable. Yes, he had a lot of success with Josh Allen. He was a guy that kind of helped Josh Allen. He was part of that team that helped Josh Allen. Josh Allen uh, with his accuracy uh, yeah. troubles in his first and second year. So it's very interesting. I wonder if he has hope in Daniel Jones or if he's just going to say, you know what, f it, we're going with somebody else. Yeah, it's probably not going to be. I just I read a lot of things. So, sounds like they want him. I they read, want him to stay. Every, yeah, I, I'm reading a lot of things that Daniel Jones probably might stay for one mm. more year. They're going to give him everything possible: a better coach, a better GM, better opportunity. I feel like this is the offseason last year. Yeah, but I mean, it was clear <laughs> that Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman didn't give him all the right tools and necessities to actually truly yeah. be successful. They gave him the weapons, but everything mm. else was just terrible. Offensive coordinator it was bad. It was everything. All right, it's time to talk playoff football and i think we should probably start by talking about Recapping. the madness that was the divisional round i started the weekend 0 for 3 on my picks i picked the titans packers <laughs> and the bucks and i also picked the chiefs and i thought to myself oh my god i could go 0 and 4 and the chiefs could be out of the mm-hmm. playoffs let's mm-hmm. start let's start in tennessee yeah okay so tennessee has the one seed Cincinnati comes to visit them. And honestly, it was what I was more impressed than anything was by Tennessee's defense. Yeah. I know that sounds crazy because the game's over and the Bengals won, but I was more impressed by Tennessee's defense than anything else. I think they were massively underrated the entire year. And the amount of turnovers that Tennessee committed, this game should have been a blowout. It should have been a 31 to 14 type performance, but mm-hmm. the Titans defense is the only reason they were able to stay in this game. And Derrick Henry, he didn't look all that well. Do you think he was still dealing with that injury? Uh, I thought he looked decent. I thought that they start, they gave him, they were too cautious and coming into a playoff too cautious was the wrong move in my opinion, because they started getting Derrick Henry, get it started getting momentum in the, oh, excuse me, third end of the third quarter, fourth quarter. And, yeah. I wish that happened in the first and second, you know, because right. if they if they got the run game down, because there was points where he was getting chunks, you know, eight, seven yards, and it was like, oh shit, this is this is this is the king, and right. then it was just already He's too back. late, you know, they they were they were trailing, it, it was just too 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 late for getting Derek yeah, Henry Deontay involved. Foreman out rushed Derrick Henry, and he had sixteen less carries, yeah, so maybe they should have fed Deontay a little bit more, who knows, maybe. but. At the end of the day, we all know who the reason why they lost this game. It was Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. It was clearly Ryan Tannehill. There was multiple times he had opportunities to put this game away for Tennessee or to win this game. Mm-hmm. He threw three interceptions. It wasn't good enough. A lot of bad passes. And now the Bengals are on to the next round, but this wasn't the explosive Bengals that we're used to seeing. They they struggled against Tennessee's defense. No, yeah, they definitely struggled, and I think this is where you see the 
I think Tennessee found their weakness. Their weakness was always their offensive line, and we said that in the beginning of the season. They should have drafted, drafted Penay Sewell, and this was the first time you truly saw that, like, in clear day, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, you know? I think you go back, you still you still go Jamar Chase. Oh, but no, the offensive no, line is an issue. Yeah, the offensive line is an issue, which is okay because, you know, you've gotten so far with a quote-unquote terrible offensive line. And now you're, you need to figure it out. Now you're in the divisional round, and one game off from the Super Bowl, you've made the right choice, clearly. Yeah, um, for sure. Now the Bengals go to Kansas City. What a game. Mm, let's talk about that one. What a game well, in Kansas maybe, City. Maybe before Firstly, we, yeah, before we talk about that, maybe we talk about the other one. Well, let's talk about the AFC and then we can talk about the NFC. Okay. It's kind of I I, I just beautifully transitioned us <laughs> into that game and you're like, "Actually, hold on. Hold on a second. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, it's okay. You just kill kill my vibe here. Uh that game was insane. Chiefs versus Bills was crazy. Yeah. And I you guys know I support Chiefs in Washington. Mm-hmm. I was sweating the entire game. Literally the entire game, my hands would not stop sweating. I had to get a towel to keep wiping my hands off. My body was aching, and there was a good five minutes, four minutes where I thought it's over, and that was when the Bills were leading by a field goal with 13 seconds left. Yeah, No defense could stop either quarterback. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen both played out of their mind. Both were able to extend plays, and then it came down to 13 seconds left. The big question, why didn't they squib kick the ball and waste it five to six seconds at the end of the game? Why didn't the Bills do that? I think mathematically, I said this, we talked about this in the boys chat that we have with our with our friends. We were talking about them. Why it's the analytics game? I think it was analytics in my opinion. Yes, you take away five seconds, but the chances of them actually scoring a field goal was a lot higher. Um, because Harrison Bucker was is a better kicker. If they squib the ball, they get the ball at at the the Bills probably at best forty. Or you mean if they make a good return? Yeah, exactly. Maybe or their own forty. Okay. Yeah. On 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 the Bills forty, which in turn they only need to get twenty twenty five yards. Yeah, but you only have probably one play left at that point. They I ha- think it was had, the wrong call. They had three timeouts, so there was plenty no, of time. They, they had, I believe they had, it was, you're right, they had three they, timeouts. Because both the teams all had all had their timeouts, and then the Bills started calling timeout. But then I think, yeah, I think it was purely analytics. They go, they had another 40, 50 yards-ish to <sighs> travel down. I don't think it down, was the right move, man. To travel I don't think down. it was the right, right move, honestly. I mean, time has to be the most valuable thing at that point. If you can get five seconds off the clock, I mean, even if there was three less seconds, the the Chiefs wouldn't have been able how, to do how what about they this? Did. They squib kick, they squib kick the ball. All you have to do is make one that Travis Kelsey play was enough, and that would have been one play. No, it was that wouldn't have been enough. If they got the ball at the forty, maybe Travis I mean, Kelsey, look, we're, we're talking about yeah, it's hypothetical. What could have been? But hypothetical. I, I personally thought it was the right move, but I would have. I think as a Bills fan, I think I would have been upset. Because you, it's even harder for Patrick Mahomes to travel down the field, mm. like you know, fifty plus when yards you, when they needed instead of squibbing the ball and they need twenty to twenty five ish. It'll be probably something that Bills fans talk about for a long time, mm-hmm. and obviously, it didn't work out. The best defense in the league, everyone was talking about, yet they gave up forty two points, couldn't stop the Chiefs from scoring a field goal with thirteen seconds left. That defense, we have to agree, crumbled. 
they oh crumbled. yeah, it, it was crumbling all day. They couldn't get on. Uh, they couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes at all. Every time they were about to sack him, he gets away and then runs for a massive play or does a throws a ball. Um, yeah, it was fantastic performance by, by both of them. In yeah, my opinion, really great performance. I mean, what a game by Josh Allen. I, Kids I got some balls. Yeah, I definitely do believe that. Like, because after that, after that, I was watching NFL Rewind, and the first thing they said. Should Josh Allen have an opportunity, you know, and right? Should we change the rules? You know what's funny about that? Maybe change the rules specifically in playoffs and during the games, like during the regular, regular season, season. Maybe it's fine. Cool, first one to score, that's fine. But playoffs is like, okay, you're here. You let's get the best opportunity. But I, I mean, I know it's the rules. Uh, you know, like you know what's funny about that? It's upsetting that you just would never know if Josh Allen actually would have scored and then how long that game would have gone for. Maybe that's the problem. And that's probably what they were trying to avoid. That's why the rule's in place. Well, it's funny you say that because the Chiefs actually tried to do something about that rule. I don't know if you remember, Tom Brady was at the Patriots and it was overtime, Patty versus Brady in New England. Yeah. And the Patriots got the ball, Tom Brady scores, that's it. So Ian Rappaport tweeted this out and it was actually on my birthday, 2019, 5th of May, 2019, Kansas City's proposal on overtime that would force both teams to have a possession was not voted on and does not have the support to go forward. So I wonder the Bills why. I and wonder, other teams could have done something about that. Yeah, they did not. The, the thing is, I wonder who makes that decision because I don't think it's a I don't think that's like a player personnel or like the NFL. Like it's the NFL committee, which is like I'm assuming another higher level where players don't have say in that or players te- don't. But I don't think owners. Everyone have should that. should should think about that. You know, I, maybe it's something that we vote on now. And was look, that the that Chiefs got it done? That game wasn't in the playoffs, was it? Yes, it was. Okay. It was the AFC Championship game. Okay, okay. Uh, that team, the Patriots, ended up going to the Super Bowl. Chiefs didn't. You know, what's funny is at that time, everyone wanted the Chiefs to succeed because they hadn't won yet. And now, everyone is against us. No one wants to see the Chiefs win. And we haven't even won a se- second Super Bowl. It's like, it's um, like people don't want to see people succeed who have already succeeded. That's think, what I've found. How many times... I guess it's like this. This is how I see it. The Bills are the Chiefs three years ago right now. The way I see it is... The Chiefs, we know they're good. They're a super team. They are the super team on the NFL. They will always win, not because of Patrick Mahomes, but because, I mean, yes, because of yes. Patrick Mahomes, but because of Andy Reid, because of Tyreek Hill, because of Travis Kelsey. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is a pretty damn big piece there. I know, I'm, the I'm not saying, yeah, he is. He is the biggest, but I'm saying they are. They have a super team. Um, yeah. And I think, just like Tom Tom Brady was the super team. He was the and Bill Belichick was a super team. And every time Patriots went to the to the playoffs, I always wanted the other team to to beat them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People don't want to see people who are already been successful be successful again. That's just the unfortunate part of it. But I'm I'm the only Chiefs fan of friends and and everyone hates the fact that the Chiefs won. Uh, unfortunate. Love to see yeah. this Bills team, though, play. They played we'll really, really well. Josh Allen's got a great future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to be a matchup for years to come. Yeah, 100%. I can't wait. It's going to be very exciting. Outside of the Rams, I think the Chiefs and the Bills were the best teams left. Like the Rams, I'm saying the Rams are on on par with the Chiefs and the Bills. Right. Okay. I agree. So I don't, I don't feel like the 49ers and the Bengals, no disrespect, are on the same level. I think the Bengals, and 
I actually do believe the Bengals are close to the same level. Um, okay. Let's I, talk about the NFC. Yeah, 49ers, well, the Bucks and Rams. Let's go start with that. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. Absolutely. Everyone thought it was done. Fantastic. I mean, you, you, you actually have to play. You have to, you have to put, put prevent four on there. What are you doing? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I know someone who was saying this game was over already. And that someone was you. That this game's over. It's done. It's yeah, over. It's not, over. Not, no one's coming back. I said it. And I, then said, I said in the voice. Turnover, chat. touchdown. And then turnover, another turnover, touchdown. And I was like, uh oh. Don't, don't talk too early. The goat, they, the goat is still there. And then the goat is still lost. in the building. So um, And honestly, the Bucks defense let them down there at the end. How do you not stop like a Cooper Cup? How do you not just guard that? Who knows? But they had Matthew Mag- Stafford, yeah, massive true. plays from him. Mm-hmm. I think that was a legacy-changing drive for Matthew Stafford. Changed the narrative of him as a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I agree. That was big for me. I had questions on Stafford. That wasn't big for you? Yeah, you had questions on Stafford. I mean, I, I've always believed Stafford was a, was a good quarterback and has always been a good quarterback. He just never had the weapons. He only had- Let me ask you this. If the Bucks come back and win that game, does that not change everyone's perspective on Matthew Stafford? It wasn't Matthew Stafford. I mean, it wasn't Matthew Stafford that lost that game. If if it, if that was going to be the narrative, like if we took everything from that game and the Bucks still lost, that wasn't the Bucks still won. That wasn't Matthew Stafford's fault. Winners win games. That's what I'm saying. He won. If he would have lost that game, that would have changed a lot of people's perspectives. I think. I don't think so. Because the it same way that people are now talking about Aaron Rodgers. After losing this game in versus versus the Niners, people are online saying you didn't score a touchdown. You know this is going to affect your legacy. You didn't win a playoff game when you should have won a playoff game. 49ers just balled out. Defense played really really well, and yeah. they did what they had to do. It was a gritty game. I don't think they won this game because of Jimmy Garoppolo by any means. They won this game because of what this team is as a whole. Great defense good coaching, and they just find ways to win games. And that's what they did here in Green Bay. Surprised a lot of people, though. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we now have in the AFC Chiefs versus Bengals. This will be hosted at Arrowhead in Kansas City. So who we got? I mean, you guys know who I have at this point, but Badaki, no, who think, do you think is going to win this the, game? I think the Chiefs definitely win this game. I don't see the Bengals winning. I want the Bengals to win, mm-hmm. um, but I don't see the— All of America does. Want, wants the Bengals to win? I think yeah, it's, all of I America think, does. I think it's just our friend group, which makes you think all of America. No, I was looking <laughs> on all these posts, like NFL, NFL memes. I, I was watching uh, how people would comment, and everyone's saying— that Bengals is America's team right now. Everyone wants the Bengals to win. No one wants to see the right. Chiefs succeed. Right, right. Well, yeah, there it is. I, I, I think the Chiefs will win, but I want the Bengals. I want the Bengals to win. Yeah, I do think the Chiefs will win as well. Obviously, I would, I would like to see the Chiefs win as well, uh, because I support them. That would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the the way that the Bengals could win this game is if the Chiefs' defense falls apart the way it did last night because that was embarrassing. Right. The secondary was embarrassing. Felt like Josh Allen, Gabe Davis could do whatever they wanted to. But I think, um, and I'm hoping that the addition of Melvin Ingram can be a big impact 
when it's defensive line versus offensive line in this game. I don't think Cincinnati's offensive line can really hold up. I think that may play a factor. So I do see Chiefs going on winning this game. How about Rams versus 49ers? What's the vibe here? Vibe check. Yeah, I have the Rams definitely winning. Mm-hmm. I think the 49ers, it's, it's the same thing. I was telling this to um great friend of the show, Tommy, is like, I think the pan- I had a feeling that the Packers or like my heart and everything statistically telling me that the Packers should win this game and they were they in my head they were going to, but I just have a soft spot for the 49ers and I don't know what that is. You know, I, I can't really pinpoint it and say this is why they can win. I just maybe it's because they are a whole complete team. The defense is is key. The offense knows how to run the ball and throw the ball at times. And special teams is massive where maybe Rams Kind of slack that sometimes, you know. They do have a very talented defense, but they give up a lot of big plays, especially during the season, um, during mm-hmm. the NFL season. So maybe, you know, and they lost. This team, these these teams play twice in the season, and the 49ers mm-hmm. beat them. Yep. The 49ers beat the Rams. Can they do the it Rams. three times in a row? It's very hard to beat a team three <clears throat> times in a row. Exactly, and I think that's that's a downfall, you know. I have a I have little hope for the 49ers, but If you think about row, it, like, a mindset going into a game, this is actually the perfect scenario for the Rams. I mean, you don't need any newspaper articles. You've already lost to this team twice. You should have all the motivation you need to go out and perform your best game. So it'll be really interesting. I do think the Rams are going to end up winning this game. And then I think we're going to have Rams hosting the Super Bowl in LA versus the Chiefs, which yeah. that, that's actually going to be fun. I did think it would be the Bucks, but... That's going to be a fun Super Bowl, I think. Now, yeah. watch it be 49ers and Bengals. That wouldn't surprise us. That's very possible. But that's mm-hmm. our predictions at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Ram, it'll probably be Rams, Chiefs, um, in my opinion. But I want Rams, Bengals. That'd be great. Joe Burrow going to Super Bowl. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that would be. But uh, not versus the Chiefs. If the Chiefs got knocked out, I'd be, I'd be on the, uh, the Bengals train. But I can't get there. All right. Let's finish the pod by talking about breakouts and busts of the year at the wide receiver position. This is based off of 2021's ADP in mock drafts, in real drafts, excuse me, and our expectations for them this year. Mm -hmm. So looking at the wide receiver position, there was a lot of potential candidates for bust and breakouts. We want to start by giving an honorable mention to some players who didn't make the breakout list, but any other year they probably would have been on this list. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are those players that just barely didn't make that list? Yeah, you know, Hunter Renfro was a big guy that came out. If you drafted Hunter Renfro, maybe 8th, ninth, 10th round, depending on your drafts, he finished in the top 10 wide receiver. It, it was it was a great value in return with Hunter Renfro. Nobody thought that he was going to do something like that, especially not this year or with Derek Carr. Even was a big waiver wire pickup for a lot of people too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also... Uh, Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman Jr., a guy that you loved. We both love coming into the season. He finished as wide receiver 17. I'm pretty sure you drafted him anywhere from the 6th to 8th round as well, potentially around the, in, around that area. And then Jalen Waddle. He, yeah. Wow. Wow. What a performance. Wide receiver 13. It, he was probably drafted a lot lower, depending on depending on leagues. A lot of people believed in Jalen Waddle, but at the same time, it was very up and down. You know, it was like question marks about quarterback play. Yeah. So a lot of people took him Will early. Fuller. Um, but a lot of people took him really late. So depending on where you drafted him, but yeah, these guys 
Hunter Renfro, Michael Pittman, and Jalen Waddle are honorable mentions. And um, I really wanted these guys to be on the list, but <laughs> there was so many people who broke out at the wide receiver mm-hmm. position this year. Mm-hmm. Number one breakout. It's 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 up for debate, but one of our breakouts of the year at the wide receiver position is Cooper Cup. He was the 18th wide receiver off the board, finished as the wide receiver one, finished as the most valuable player in fantasy ever. Yeah, ever. No one scored more points than Cooper Cup ever in a season of fantasy, <laughs> which is crazy. Who would have thought we would be saying that about Cooper Cup yeah. this year? Yeah. Gosh, I mean... I wish we can like go and listen to our reaction of what we actually spoke about Cooper Cup. I think we can. We have a we video, Robert Woods, we have a video Cooper on Cup. But gosh, it's just Wait, like you go remember back in we that did video. The Cooper Cup versus Robert Woods video. You go back in that video, and like, yeah, you guys are stupid. You're well, dumb. I chose Cooper Cup. You chose saying. Cooper Cup, but you didn't think you finished wide receiver one. No, definitely not. No, I I didn't think you would finish wide receiver one. But yeah, I'll, I'll take a, a win wherever I can. I'll take my victory lap. <laughs> But this is a definition of a breakout year for Cooper Cup. It's funny. We were looking at the stats last night, and you said you said to me, guess how many more receiving yards Cooper Cup had this year than last year? And if you're listening to this, I just want you to take a, take a guess. Take a guess. How many more receiving yards did Cup have from last year to this year? Do you have your guess? What is it? Go ahead and say it out loud. Okay. He scored. He, he had... A thousand more yards, a thousand more receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Well, slightly just under that, but pretty much a thousand yeah, yards. Pretty much a thousand yards from la- the year before in 2020. And it's crazy the turnaround season he had. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you the 2020 This is the difference stats, between Goff and, and Stafford. Yeah, 2020 stats, 974 receiving yards with three total touchdowns. 2021. 19 or 1,947 receiving yards with 16 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It is crazy the jump that he took. I don't think anyone would have expected that or anyone would have remotely. If there was somebody out there that said Cooper Cup could finish wide receiver one, please let me know. Yeah, I need to know what they know. We a lot of people thought he could be top 10, but I don't think anyone said wide receiver one like this. Yeah, 191 targets is stupid. That's crazy. He had 140 receptions this year. His average uh, yards per reception went up as well. It's a Matthew Stafford effect. So let's talk about next year. Mm -hmm. Is Cooper Cup potentially a trap in draft next year? Or are you going to trust him to be the same player? There's a part of me that trusts... I'm I'm leaning both sides. There's a part of me is like, okay, this is absolute ceiling. His Cooper Cup's absolute ceiling is wide receiver one. Let's just say at best... maybe. Well, yeah, there's... No, no oh, way. Yeah, go higher. 100%. <laughs> Let's just say at best, maybe he misses a game. Maybe he has doesn't have one game. You know, maybe he gets hurt one game and he misses, you know, a first, you know, three quarters. I don't know. Maybe wide receiver five. Well, yeah, let's assume that he's healthy the whole year. Is this a trap or not? I mean, I guess I the way I look at it is I think of outside factors. So could Robert Woods, OBJ, Van Jefferson... Could they eat into that that target share at all? Probably not, right? I, I mean, I, I feel like most of those guys would be complementary pieces. At this point, that connection is so special that you're probably going to keep feeding targets towards Cooper Cup. Right. But at the same time, I don't really feel comfortable taking him in the first round as a first overall wide receiver. 
you know, there there is some worries. I guess just because of of, of the player himself. I mean, he's not athletically a freak. He's definitely one of the best route runners in the league. I don't think that's a question. But as a, as a player, he's not this freak athlete by any means. I think that's what maybe puts people off. Right. And freak athlete as, yeah, I mean. He's not like a Devontae Adams. No, he's you know, not. He's, he's not like a Debo Samuel. He's, he's not, not these, but he put these up, types of he talents. He put Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel numbers, so why not give him that? You yeah, know? why not? Exactly. Why not, why not try to get it? But I think I, I think for me, yeah, I may not draft him as wide receiver one, but he's definitely in my top five that, like, if he's available oh, sure. in, like, in the turn, depending on how your drafts are going to go, and especially in the redraft perspective, I'm definitely taking Cooper Cup. Let's say I get Najee and Cooper Cup or Joe Mixon and Cooper Cup, you know, something like that. I think that's, definitely. A, good, that's a good start. I think I'm comfortable taking him towards the end of the first, beginning of the second, but I don't want to take him in, like, that top five overall pick. Oh, no. Type. I mean, Devontae Adams was going six, seven, eight last year. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think any anywhere after that, I think eight is my absolute high. Mm. All right. Who's the next breakout of the year then, Badaki? D. Bull Samuel last year. If you were to draft him, you were drafting as wide receiver 36. He was getting drafted around people like Tyler Boyd, Cortland Sun, Brandon Cooks, LaVisca Chenault, and he had... Yeah, honestly. He had a fantastic season finishing as wide receiver three. He was an absolute surprise. No one expected him to do this. There was a lot of question marks of him coming in. He's going to be healthy. What's going to happen? You know, in 2020, he missed nine games. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well, can Debo, that's literally, that was literally the conversation. We had a Brandon Ayuk Debo video. I think we both said Brandon Ayuk. No, you said Debo? I did say Debo. Okay. Well, yeah. he's just different, obviously. Um, <laughs> I said Brandon Ayuk because my thought process was that can Debo stay healthy? You know? Yeah. No, I, we, we had question marks. I think my reasoning behind Debo was his value. I didn't, I didn't predict that he would have this type of season, but when I saw both wide receivers, I kept, telling myself I can't I can't confidently say that Ayuk's going to finish higher than him so I'm going to take the player that's later in the draft that right. was my my argument in that video but you look at his stats he had 33 receptions last year 77 this year De- like had more than a thousand plus yards compared to last year mm-hmm. 18.2 per reception yards per reception and he did work in the run game as well 365 rushing yards 14 total touchdowns compared to one total touchdowns last year. He is the priority for the 49ers in the offseason to re-sign him. He will definitely be back with his team. There's no questions there. I don't I don't think there was ever a question about the talent. I don't know if you remember. I mean, there were multiple times before last year where we kept telling people Debo is very talented. Their yeah. talent's never been the question. It's always been the injury concerns. Yeah. And I still think there is injury concerns going forward, but let's talk about next year. Does the utilization worry you at all? Like how much he is utilized? Or, I mean, that's just I what think, we want from a fantasy wide receiver. I, I and think, if he gets injured, he gets injured. Yeah, I think I think it's both. You know, I want him to be utilized the same way he did he was this year, but at the same time, you know, I'm scared that he is going to get injured. You know, and there's, you know, I'm split between the two because I just want him to stay healthy. Just stay healthy yeah. and do both, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but we just can't guarantee that. So, 
I, How about Trey Lance? What what does Trey Lance do for his value? Because I, I don't think it helps it, personally. No, I don't think it helps it either. I think he takes more of, you know, the rushing upside from Debo away. Maybe that is the plus side. Maybe Trey comes in and actually helps Debo stay more as the receiver and gets letting, get less of those rushing opportunities. But maybe he can still be fantasy relevant in the other area, which is great. Yeah. I think he'll be a second-round pick in drafts next year, and I think that will be good value. I, I'm not going to draft based off of injury concern unless it's someone that I've been concerned about for years. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I have no idea what's going to happen with Trey and Jimmy G. That's interesting. Who's our next breakout, though? Jamal Chase. Last year, you were taking him as wide receiver nine. Probably drafted around the sixth round. Guys like Juju Smith, Jerry Judy, Kenny Galladay, and Devonta Smith. That's who Jamar Chase was getting drafted oh, around. Kenny Galladay, man. Okay, obviously, he's finished as wide receiver five, had an amazing rookie season. Him and Joe Burrow are the definition of a connection, okay? Mm-hmm. If, you wanna, if you don't understand what a connection is, just watch the Bengals tape. I saw a meme said, I want my girlfriend to look at me the way Joe Burrow looks at Jamar Chase, <laughs> which is true. Same. Babe, if you're listening to me. Let's watch the let's watch the film together. Let's break it down. <laughs> but there was obviously a lot of talks of a lot of negative talks in the season. You know, Jamar Chase um, was mm-hmm. he the right pick number one? And then you get into preseason, he was dropping all the balls in preseason, even in practice. It wasn't yeah. even preseason games. We saw practice. It, we saw it in preseason games. We're talking about practice. But the first tweet that came out of Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase today has dropped almost every single pass Joe Burrow has passed. Something along those lines. This, I'm, right. Obviously, I'm being dramatic. And then everyone's right. like, oh, shit, is he okay? They should have gotten <laughs> Panay. They shouldn't have gotten Panay so shortly. Like, there's yeah. no way. Twitter, this- there was that meme going around of option A, Panay Sewell blocking and Joe Burrow throwing to any any receiver. doesn't matter. <laughs> and then option B, Joe Burrow getting tackled, throwing to Jamar Chase. Yeah. That, that meme will probably be used for years and years down the road but they made the right choice yeah. obviously they made the right choice obviously jamar chase once again wide receiver five 81 receptions out of 128 targets over 1400 receiving yards 13 total touchdowns broke justin jefferson's record yeah justin yeah. jefferson just set that record and jamar chase is like i got you yeah <laughs> it's like this little battle they're having having both these lsu wide receivers yeah I mean, uh, it's, it's really fun to watch. Both technically, of those guys Jamar play. Chase is um, is in the better situation with the better quarterback. Is, for and sure, the understanding of what you know longevity yeah. of is his situation is better. For me, Chase is the wide receiver one in dynasty. Do you same. feel the same way? Yeah. Okay. He is the wide receiver one in dynasty for me. So let's talk about next year. I definitely think Chase could be a first round pick. Does it worry you at all about the, you know, halfway through the season? He was completely disappearing in some games. Does that worry you? Um, yeah, it does worry me. I think it depends on the defense and you know the gameplay and you know maybe I need to double check. I think I need to go back and still reevaluate you know Jamar Chase's season and why he wasn't getting the massive workload and those targets in those games. Maybe it was Joe Mixon that was getting a lot of the work and they were very successful on the ground in the games that Jamar Chase didn't um wasn't successful. But I think Jamar Chase is still up there. I think the connection, especially in the dynasty perspective with Joe Burrow, you yeah. you, you can't pass that up. Yeah. It's, this is going to be for years. Maybe they go more air happy when Joe eventually, you know, Joe's not going to outlast these guys. No. Burrow and Higgins and Chase are going to outlast Joe. So 
maybe the team has to change once that that time comes if we're talking about and the dynasty perspective. I also believe that, you know, they're going to focus a lot, maybe if whether it's in draft or free agency and trying to get a better offensive line. Yeah, for sure. You know, they that would be very helpful for this team yeah, as a whole. If they get what at least a top, you know, a middle of the pack offensive line, you, you are, are, I mean, they're competing now, but you are hit that they're next level. Maybe going to Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're maybe going to what this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I love I love Jamar. I mean, how can you not root for a guy like that? All right, those are our breakouts. If I had to name one, like who was the breakout of the year, purely based off of where you drafted them and where they finished, I think it would have to be Debo Samuel. Wide receiver 36 finished as a wide receiver three. Right. So if I had to crown one breakout of the year, I do think it, it would be Debo. But Cooper is is very... I mean, even Chase, they're both very close behind him. What about you? Yeah, I, I think for me it's easy Cooper Cup. Um, okay, that it, it's kind of the connection there as well is fantastic. We weren't expecting that at all. We didn't know who was going to be Matthew Stafford's favorite until that very first Breakfast week. Club, bro. Until that, fir- it was literally there was no reports that Cooper Cup was having a connection with Matthew Stafford. I mean, you guys obviously didn't get the invite to the Zooms on on the Breakfast Clubs. No. I didn't, you, I didn't, didn't know. you didn't see that connection was, they built. It was this was the first Eggs and bacon will do it, bro. The first game of the season, oh, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cupper have the best connection they had. They were meeting for breakfast every single week in the offseason. We didn't hear yeah. shit about that. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, why didn't the beat writers tweet about that? Yeah. What wait, what? Oh. <laughs> I would have changed everything if I knew yeah. they had breakfast. If I if I knew if they had a connection, I probably would have had a different conversation during the yeah. Cooper Cup, you know, Robert Woods thing. But mm. oh well. Now it'll be interesting with OBJ there next year as well. We we assume he'll be back. Yeah. All right. We had our breakouts. Probably time to talk about busts. Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust. All right. <laughs> Terry McLaren. I am a Washington fan, so I'm going to laugh instead of cry. Uh-oh. But uh, ADP, he was drafted as the wide receiver 10 last year. Finished as the wide receiver 25. Mm. There's just no quarterback, man. There's no quarterback. Taylor Heineke did what he could. He is a backup. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick got injured. I really think we would have seen a different season from Terry if Ryan didn't get injured. Yeah. Uh, I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick would have made him much more fantasy relevant. And that's what everyone drafted him based off of, having Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and I was I was skeptical of Matty Fitz because he was so inconsistent. There was a lot of ups and downs and... I mean, I told you in the offseason now, uh, you know, I think it should be Taylor Heineke, even though we saw it it wasn't as successful as I thought it would be. But um, I mean, I I, I still think this team would have been better with with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Personally, I loved I love Heineke as a a person, but I still think we would have been a better team with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So. Terry, just an absolute letdown, you know, average four and a half receptions on seven. 0.6 0.6 targets per game. It was so such an up and down season for Terry. And like you said, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest question for next year. Who's going to be the quarterback? If it's still Heineke, I, I mean, at the moment, the, it is Heineke from what I know because they signed him. No, it won't be Heineke. Then they it won't be Heineke. Then they well, at least he's going to be on the roster. He will be on the team as a backup, and for then sure. he will probably. You guys will either trade or get free agency quarterback or um, in the draft. We're going to try and get a vet or draft. There will be a new starting quarterback. So there is reason to hope for Terry McLaurin. And maybe if you're listening to this and you have him in Dynasty, 
I think there's reasons to be optimistic. I do think there is. I mean, he's mm-hmm. going to be 27, so that's a little bit scary. I mean, he gets a little bit older, but he probably signs a long-term deal, and there's a new quarterback. So at least the scene, the the the, the quarterback situation changes. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously Russell Wilson said he's going to be exploring Aaron Rodgers. Who knows what's going to happen with him? Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun is maybe well. in and the then, draft or the draft. It. You guys are the eleventh pick in the draft so far. I mean, yeah. the, the expectations is that the the quarterbacks will be available. Then the only quarter, the only team that needs a quarterback before you, um, well, technically a lot of teams. I guess Houston. Yeah. Houston. It's just a team. Detroit. It's the teams decide that they are going to go that way or not. Mm-hmm. Houston, Detroit, Carolina, Atlanta, and Denver. So technically, five teams ahead of you that need a quarterback. And yeah. at the moment. These guys aren't going in the early first. Yeah. At this very moment. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Yeah, there's talks about Kenny Pickett to the Panthers, maybe at six. But other than that, not many people have the quarterbacks going off the board before us. Yeah, in the top. I have seen some people like have the Falcons draft the quarterback at eight. So I I don't think that should surprise us if that happens. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I think there's definitely an opportunity to for you guys to get a quarterback. Let's just hope that. It's a quarterback that is well. We don't know who's going to be for the future, but yeah, let's just hope the longevity at least is two to three years at best. Yeah, not like a Dwayne Haskins vibe. (sighs) Come on! All right, Allen Robinson is the last bust of the year, and honestly, he's he is the biggest bust of the year. Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say Mm -hmm. he is the biggest bust of the year by far. Wide receiver eleven, he was drafted, finished wide receiver eighty one. Talk. Tell me about Allen Robinson this year. He did terrible. Obviously, he missed five games. Uh, he averaged less than four targets per game. He obviously that, a lot of it was due to injury. But I mean, when you go back and look at it, it, it even when he was healthy and, and in the games, he didn't do anything. Eight games under ten fantasy points per game, averaging seven and a half points in twelve games. Out of the games, mm. all the games he played, he still only got seven points. Mm. Wasn't Only good. two games over 10 points. Mm-hmm. It just, was it the situation or was it the talent? I'm saying situation. I still think mm-hmm. he could be a good... And now he kind of moves into the potential steal in next year's draft, assuming he changes his location. Exactly. And yeah, I, there's a gut feeling in me that wants to say, I actually don't mind him staying. No. But no, I know... No. If he stays, I'm completely off it. Why though? With the, because we've like already seen the situation. He's not a priority there. Everything is new. Head coach, off, um, GM, they want to make him a priority, hypothetically. He won't be a priority if he stays there. Mooney will be the priority. I would much rather him go to a, a team that has a air raid offense, a team that needs him, that he can serve a, a wide receiver one or two role in. So I, I just don't want to see him in Chicago. While I believe in Justin Fields, mm. We don't know if he can support more than one or two relevant fantasy options. So, yeah, yeah. I really hope he leaves if he stays in Chicago. By the way, that would suck for him because he already wanted to leave last year. He made that very obvious. Well, so, he hopefully, be, he, he goes to, to a new paid. team. Yeah, but he did want to leave as well. He definitely I mean, didn't want to be in the city of Chicago. You can go to Philly. <laughs> you can go to Cleveland. That's not exciting. You can go to Atlanta. That's not exciting because all mm. these quarterback plays. People that need you can go to New England, um, but they, how about Kansas City? Why not sign like a a deal that's that's not insane in, in Kansas City? Yeah, you can go there. I mean, it could be interesting. Uh, what happens? Whatever happens to AJ Green in Arizona? 
Maybe he if Tom Brady there. comes back, maybe he replaces Chris Godwin for for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miami. Uh, yeah, they need a big body. Miami. Maybe. Maybe, 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 maybe. It won't be exciting. I mean, maybe in the fantasy world is not exciting, but these are teams yeah. that he can potentially go on, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, guys. We want to let you know that we are pumping out Dynasty content. We just released a Dynasty channel, and it's going really well, building a little community over there. If you're interested in Dynasty, and if you want to learn more about the rookies in the upcoming draft, if you want to learn more about free agency, Uh, Go ahead and check out our channel. If you go to solo.to slash fantasylandfootball, you'll be able to find our Dynasty channel. We will have another podcast next week. Excited to bring you more thoughts, more tangs. Anything you want to say to close the show, Ducky? No, we are going... No, but yes, we are still going to be creating content on this for the podcast, on the channel, on the redraft channels. Right now, it's just a dead season. Soft season, technically. For for, redraft. For redraft perspective. So stay with us. Let us know what you want to see in the coming season. You know, hey, you guys were doing, you know, you know, Brandon Ayuk or Debo. Which value is better? You know, do you want to see something different? Let us know what you like. Send us a message. Drop it in the comments. Whatever the case may be. Um, Yeah, we're really excited for next year already. Yes, sir. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And we will see you next week. See you there. See you there. Hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you, you deserve it.